This is the Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Are you struggling to find success betting sports? Tired of empty promises and scams handicapping services? Wondering why Vegas sports books become richer and richer and how you could win on sports too? This podcast is what the sports investing industry truly needs an insider look into proving successful strategies. The Z Code Podcast is your crash course in sports investing that destroys popular misconceptions and provides invaluable sports prediction analysis tools that you can download for free. We outline insider winning systems from experts that make a living through sports investing and explain how you can do it too. Armed with the best tools in the industry and a proper mindset, sustaining profits is easier than ever before. Welcome to Z-Code Podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. Today's show is about fantasy sports. Now, wait, hold on. Don't leave just yet. As we say around here, the sport might be fantasy, but the money you can win is real. And if you guys still haven't gotten involved, then you are missing out on an amazing opportunity. Today with us, a professional fantasy sports expert, a consistent winner, and the developer of his own fantasy sports winning systems, who is showing us his amazing strategies for fantasy sports in his form at the Z-Code VIP Club. He has been helping all of us to get some wins. He is our amigo, Mitchell. Hi, Mitchell. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, man, let's start out. Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what's your story in the world of sports investing. Well, um, I guess you can say I started out um, betting on sports a few years ago. I was, you know, I was always a casual gambler when it came to sports betting. Uh, I was never very good at it. Um, I actually have an, a friend of mine who writes for Z Code, uh, specifically in the hockey and football sections and baseball. And, you know, I was doing a little bit of sports betting here and there, following his advice. And then I realized uh, that fantasy fo- daily fantasy football had become a thing um, and was growing in popularity, and there were all these opportunities to do it. You know, I'd played regular fantasy football in year-long leagues. Um, I had just gotten into that a few years ago, and I love it. You know, I love every aspect of it. I like researching and learning about the players. And so I said, you know, I'll give this a try. This seems like fun. It seems like a potential way to make money. And, you know, so it turns out it has been. Okay, so that's how you kind of got started into the sports investing and the fantasy sports. It was kind of casual, and now you're getting a little bit more serious about it, obviously. But why do you think it is that people are calling the the fantasy sports the next big thing? Well, you know, I think it's just because of the sheer amount of people who are playing it. It's just really taken off. Um, I think... You know, as a whole, the industry has become over a billion dollar industry here just in the last year. You know, they're advertising basically every other commercial you see, I feel like, is for DraftKings or FanDuel. You know, it is just super popular right now. Everyone seems to be playing it. Um, and there's just tons of money changing hands on, you know, every weekend. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I can't re- ever remember seeing so many commercials about fantasy sports betting. It dominates, uh, things I see on the internet, hear on the radio, see on TV. Uh, it's absolutely amazing how fast it has grown and exploded and just taken off. Uh, tell us a little bit more about, or let's talk about the Z-Code Fantasy Sports Investing Bible, because if I'm not mistaken, you contributed and helped co-author that book. Um, so for people who are just getting into this, 
do you think it is a good guide to kind of give them some initial guidance that they're going to need to understand fantasy sports better? Yes, I absolutely do. Um, I think the book serves as uh, a great starting piece for anyone who doesn't know anything about the, the world of fantasy sports or daily fantasy sports. It provides basically all the background you need to know as far as how the game functions, um, you know, what the rules are, what the different sites are and the rules that they offer, because the rules are different on certain sites. Um, and then it goes into strategy, et cetera, you know, beginning strategy, advanced strategy. Those were mostly my contributions were the strategy input. Um, but at the same time, you know, it has everything you need to know. If you've never even heard of fantasy football and you pick up this book, you know, you can read it in a couple hours um, or less, and you will know just about everything there is to know in order for you to start playing and making money. Okay, well, you said your big contribution there was strategy. So talk to us about the strategy that you've been using, and I believe it's a strategy that's based on poker. That's correct. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. So I guess I started my my introduction into the world of gambling was um, in the poker world. You know, I was really big into poker back years ago when the online boom for Internet poker was going on. Um, and I played poker essentially for a living for about a year after college. Um, and so when the daily fantasy sports came out and I was trying to figure out a way, you know, how can I approach this in a way that will be profitable? Um, I saw so many similarities between daily fantasy football and poker or online poker. And so I thought about, you know, one of my favorite strategies or systems for poker is a system uh, that was coined by a, a professional poker player by the name of Daniel Negreanu, and it's small ball poker. And essentially, the whole idea of it is that you're trying to risk the least amount of money um, for smaller rewards, but at the same time, you're eliminating a lot of the variance, and it's, it's, it's a conservative method, essentially. And so I, and th- that was a lot about how I played poker, and so I tried to translate that into a system for daily fantasy football, and I think it's very approachable for be- beginners, and I think it works. And so anyone can use it. Um, because it's easy and it's profitable. Well, and the fact that you're saying it's conservative, um, out of everyone I've interviewed on this show, and it's it's a very common theme in the Zico community, one thing that really separates sports investors from gamblers or bettors is the way they approach it, and sports investors are much more conservative. So how do you select the players for your rosters then? Well, I guess, I mean, that's, that's, it's complicated. There are, there are so many different factors that go into it, but essentially, um, I break it down in that in each lineup that I build, I'm looking for three different types of players. The first type of player, which is, uh, I guess kind of the building block for a solid lineup is like a high value pit, or not, I guess high value isn't exactly the right term, but it's an expensive player. I mean, these are the guys who are, you know, the total studs. These are guys like Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. and Adrian Peterson. They're super expensive, and they're super expensive for a reason, uh, you know, because they have a very high floor. And by floor, I mean that the, essentially the minimum amount of points you would expect them to score. You know, they're always going to put up a relatively good number, and then sometimes they have huge numbers. These guys are usually too expensive um, to really justify, except for the fact that you know you're going to get a certain amount out of them and you're okay with it. I like to have two to three of these players on my team. And then I target value players. And these make up the bulk of my rosters. These are guys who are, they're not like the total studs, 
but they're not bad. They're starting players, um, and essentially they're undervalued. So I'm looking at the price tags for each player, and I'm trying to figure out, can he outperform this price tag? And I have a whole system um, that determines whether a, pers- a player's price tag is a solid value. So on DraftKings, um, in a cash game, a 50-50 match, a heads-up match, we're essentially targeting 125 points per lineup. Um, that's the statistically the amount that you need on average to win one of these competitions. Um, and so with a budget of $50,000, I need each of my players to score essentially two and a half points for every $1,000 that I spend on them. So then if I'm looking for, I'm looking for value picks, I'm looking for a guy that costs about $5,000, but who I think I can get 15 points out of. And these are typically guys like starting running backs, starting wide receivers on lesser known teams. They're not quite the sexy names like, you know, like Des Bryant or Antonio Brown. Um, they're more like, you know, Chris Ivory or Justin Forsett. And these are going to be guys with solid matchups, you know, matchups in their favor. Um, to the point to where I think they have the potential to have a really big game, but for whatever reason, these sites are underpricing them. And these are going to be the bulk of my team. And then every once in a while, and not always, I'll add in the last tier of players, somebody I call like a flyer. This is a guy who costs like next to nothing. He's somewhere hovering somewhere around the minimum price for his position, and I think that he can have a marginal game at least. And that's all we really need. So if you pick a tight end who costs like $2,500 on DraftKings, all you really need is for him to score like six or seven points. And that boils down to basically three receptions for 30 yards. And he is, you know, and he has performed well enough for your team. But then I, I, I like to find guys who I think will almost definitely score these six or seven points, but have the potential to, you know, catch a touchdown pass and really boost their numbers and make them big value for my teams. So essentially, you know, I'm I'm building my team around these two or three big name guys who I know are going to put up 15 or so points, and then throwing in four or five of these value players who sometimes will score seven and be really disappointing, and then sometimes will score 25 and really hit a home run for me. Um, but most of the time, they're going to be in the 12 to 15 point range as well. And then every once in a while, I throw in a flyer who's you know super cheap and may or may not do anything for me. Do you have a favorite team or favorite teams in the NFL as a fan? As a fan, yes. So my team is the Falcons. I'm from Macon, Georgia. Um, I grew up watching the Dallas Tech Cowboys. My entire family is from East Texas. Uh, they love the Cowboys. I moved when I was young to uh, Tampa Bay or right around Tampa Bay, and I was a Bucks fan as a kid. You know, I remember Mike Allstott lived in my neighborhood his rookie year, and he'd come out and throw the football with us when I was, like, I think eight or nine you know, and then I moved to Georgia when I was 12, and I've been a Falcons fan pretty much ever since then. I call Georgia home, and I love the Atlanta Falcons. They make it they make it hard to love them. Uh, <laughs> yes, they do. But I still do. Do you have a tendency, or do you think other people might have a tendency to? Because when you have favorite teams, you're emotionally connected to them. You might have a little bit more head knowledge about the players on those teams and their backgrounds and their current states. Sure. Um, do you think there's a tendency to choose players from teams that you like um, or you know more about? Do you do that? You know, I do not do that. But as far as whether or not I think there's a tendency, I think there definitely is. And I think that's one of the things that gives people who are trying to do this for a living or at least trying to achieve profitability with it, it gives them an advantage. Because the key distinction in these daily fantasy sports from 
you know, traditional sports betting is that you're playing against other people. Um, and if there's anything I've learned about sports betting, it's that the public is generally dumb and they don't know what's going on and they're just, they're just trying to have fun. And so you're playing against these are taking their, the, the guys from their team and they're not concerned with the statistics and the matchups and things like that. And they just, you know, they want to see Julio Jones go out there and kill it. Uh, so, you know, I do not pick players from my team unless I feel like they have a favorable matchup or a good value price. But I do think you're going to see a lot of guys out there who are picking from the home team and loading up on the home team players because they want somebody to root for. They want to root for the home team. It's kind of the process, the, the fun in fantasy football. And I think it gives players, you know, who follow my forum or players who are trying to achieve profitability and create a system, I think it gives you an advantage if you're not allowing that bias to interfere so would you say then if i'm if i'm hearing you correctly like right now is a really good time to get into this if you're trying to make a living at it because my assumption would be that the majority of people that are involved in this are really your office pool type of fantasy sports players who just want to put a little money into it and get a little bit more excitement out of it um but they're not and they're and they're probably playing their favorite teams and favorite players a little bit um, but not taking it as serious students uh, at this point. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. And, you know, this kind of comes back to how and why I adopted a poker system to fantasy football. This is one of like, the key correlations between the two games in that when you sit down at a poker table, half the people you're going to be playing with, they're just there to have fun, you know, half expecting to lose their money. They don't care. They're just there to gamble and have a good time. And so if you sit down at the table – you know, with a plan and with knowledge of the game, then you're already ahead of half the pack and you're in a good position to win. And it's the same thing with fantasy football. These guys, they just want to watch football and have a good time. Half of them aren't expecting to win. They don't care whether they win or not. They're not studying statistics. They're not doing all these things that I'm doing. Um, and so I have a huge advantage over these people, these casual players. Well, I also read that out of the different types um, of, of fantasy sports options that they're out, right now that you seem to prefer the 50-50 tournaments. Why is that? I mean, I'll tell you, so from a profitability standpoint, I think the 50-50 tournaments offer the most viable option. So the big tournaments, the ones that you see commercials for, where it's like, oh, win a million dollars, you know, where you can play for 20 bucks and you have the chance to win a million dollars. There's a ton of competition in those tournaments. There are thousands upon thousands of entries. Um, you know, and it's essentially equivalent to going and, you know, buying a scratch-off lottery ticket. And at the moment, I just have not found a way to make that realm or that venue profitable. Uh, I will say that, you know, it's more, it feels like it's more for the casual player. Um, you know, you take a $20 stab and maybe the next day you're a millionaire and it's fun and I get it, but I just can't turn it into a reliable system. The 50-50 games, however... You know, it's pretty easy. There, are this, The sites have been around long enough to show where there are statistics that say, I need to score typically this amount of points to win, you know, on an average day or an average week. And, you know, so then it becomes how do I create a system where I can get those points? And, you know, and it's all about eliminating the variance. And I think the 50-50 tournaments, the heads-up tournaments, you're just you're facing off against one guy. You're facing off against half the field. Um, you have a much, it's like essentially you're flipping a coin, um, but it's a coin that's almost weighted in your favor just based on the research that you've done, 
you know, compared to the guys who are just bare, basically clicking at random. It sounds to me like listening to you, and I really enjoy hearing it, but uh, you're always kind of, it sounds like, uh, approaching, looking for a new way to approach um, all these different avenues of sports investing in the fantasy sports. So are you thinking about any new strategies right now for fantasy sports that, that maybe you haven't implemented or opened up to us about before? You know, I mean, I have been considering it. So when I worked on uh, the Fantasy Sports Bible, um, I wrote a little bit about strategy for big tournaments because I know it's important to players. People want to play these games. And, you know, the fact that I recommend you avoid them isn't going to necessarily sway a lot everyone. Um, and so I was trying to write, well, if you're going to play these tournaments, this is what you should do. This will help you at least a little bit. And I'm working on that a little bit. I haven't really fleshed it out. I'm not sure if I'm going to come up with anything that's viable. Um, but I would like to find a way to offer some sort of advice to people who want to play these games that will help them. You know, at this point, I'm not sure if I've come up with anything useful, but I, I'm trying. How do you explain, let's say that, and I think maybe I'm thinking about when I ask this question, maybe people more so outside of the United States, a lot of people in the Z code forums, uh, Z code membership are from outside the United States. And I know just by virtue of being in the United States and, and, and like I said earlier, working in an office by osmosis, you're going to pick up a little bit of knowledge about what fantasy sports are, even if you don't participate. Sure. Um, but for someone who's really brand new to this concept, um, how do you explain it to them in its most basic understanding, and how can they make profits from it? You know, uh, I think the best advice that I can offer is to pick up the, the Z-Code Bible. I mean, it's free. It's a super great resource. It The game is complicated, and I'm not going to just dismiss that and say, oh, it's easy, it's super easy to pick up. You know, it can be if you want to play it that way. You know, you, it's as easy as just clicking on people's names until they tell you you've filled your roster and you can see what happens. Um, but I think it's one of those games that gets more and more complicated the more you get into it. And to really uh, set up a, a base of knowledge, I think that the Z-Code Bible is the best place to start. It lays everything out, you know, from the rules of the sports, the football, et cetera, and how those correlate to the rules of fantasy football, it, it, it is a complicated thing, and it's it's a lot to talk about. I'm happy to explain these things to you now if you want, but I think it might best serve the readers just to look into the book. Okay, and then maybe we can come back and do another podcast just diving into 30 minutes on that one topic or something. Sure, that would be good. I would love to. And what about the guys who, who have been just uh, kicking this idea around and playing in the office pool for the last few years but now they're looking at this thing, and they're listening to Mitch, and they're reading the forms, and they're like, you know what, I think I want to really get a little more serious about this and, and take a stab at it. What are measures that maybe you can suggest for them who want to get a little more serious? Well, I would say I think what's most important is the matchups and, you know, finding these key matchups. And it's it goes beyond looking at what your opponent's ranking is when you're searching for a player on DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, it goes to, you know, one of my key things that I've been, you know, just crushing it with this year is <clears throat> playing uh, number two wide receivers against the New York Jets. There's been this, you know, throughout the entire year, there's this statistical correlation where a number two wide receiver playing against the New York Jets has 
almost every single time outperformed the number one wide receiver on his team, and that's because the number one is caught up being guarded by a Darrell Revis the whole game. It's nuances like that to the game that really set you apart from the guys who are just clicking. Um, And, you know, these things you can do a lot with looking at player history um, or looking at the team's histories. Uh, looking, you know, through the year, how many points is this team scoring? Looking at the point spread, that's a really huge thing that I do, is you look at the Vegas lines and see what the over and unders are, because, you know, the amount of points a team scores is going to directly correlate to the amount of points your player could score. Um, so you really want to be picking players in potentially high-scoring games. Um, you know, and the point spread is a factor. If you're playing a running back, you don't want to be playing a running back on a team who's a 10-point underdog because they're probably going to be throwing the whole game trying to catch up, playing from behind. And likewise, you do want to play a running back on a team who's a 10-point favorite. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of nuances to <clears throat> figuring out what matchups are favorable and within those matchups, which players are favorable. Um, this is all stuff that I talk about in the Fantasy Bible, on my forum, on Z Code. But really, you know, it just comes down to researching the matchups and finding the ideal players. Well, you mentioned the Vegas line, so I got to ask you. That's going to take me off on a little rabbit trail here. But what do you think of the regulations and the Nevada scandal lately? I mean, how will that affect the fantasy sports industry long term? You know, I'll tell you this. This is actually it's interesting you brought this up. Uh, I was just at a conference for uh, sports lawyers, and um, you know, I'm a law student, and you know, looking into the sports law avenue. And this is a huge topic that we talked about the whole time at the conference was. What do we think is going to happen with this? And uh, it seems, you know, my opinion is that the states are realizing just how big of a cash cow DraftKings and FanDuel are. They're making tons of money. This industry is kind of, you know, up to this point, fairly unregulated. And I think the states are all, you know, they're trying to get a piece of it. Nevada, obviously, to not want DraftKings and FanDuel because I imagine that they will see that as taking a bite out of their existing sports gambling business because they're the only state in the United States who is where sports gambling is allowed. You know, recently we have New York claiming that uh, it's not legal. And, you know, on Friday, I believe DraftKings and FanDuel both filed a lawsuit against the Attorney General of New York. You know, and I think what this boils down to is the states want money. I don't think daily fantasy sports are going anywhere. Um, as of right now, the law is on their side. The, uh, the Internet Gambling Act actually has a specific carve-out for fantasy sports. Um, you know, so fantasy sports technically right now are legal, and they're not, not doing anything wrong. And I think, you know, it's going to stay that way. It's too huge of an industry to go anywhere. Um, and I think the states, they just want a piece of it. Absolutely. To wrap it up, let's kind of talk about the Z-Code Fantasy Sports Predictor. And that, for those who don't know, uh, helps Z coders generate an optimal fantasy lineup. So would you mind telling us a little bit more about that tool? Yeah, it, it's really great. Um, it's super easy to use. You know, you just click on the link and you tell them, am I playing on DraftKings? Am I playing on FanDuel or Yahoo or whatever? And then you just click a button and it generates what Z code has decided is the optimal lineup for this week. And Z code, it's all computer software that analyzes statistics far beyond, you know, what I can understand, but I will say I use it a lot in conjunction with my own picks, and I use it most especially for the high-priced players. I find that Z-Code has been the most accurate with those guys, 
Um, so, you know, when it comes down to a week, like, do I want to spend $8,000 on Calvin Johnson or Antonio Brown? Uh, you know, and I go into Z code predictor and it's put, telling me to play Brown. So I'm going to go with that guy, you know, but all in all, it's super easy to use. I think for the beginner, you know, it, it literally is just as easy as clicking a button and then making that into your lineup on DraftKings or FanDuel or wherever you're playing. Well, any final words? You want to add any uh, super secrets or big tips for our listeners? Um, I don't think I have any super secrets to share yet, um, but I will say, you know, just follow my forum. We've been I've been posting for four weeks now, and we're up to really well, and I don't expect us to slow down anytime soon. Well, Mitchell, we appreciate your time, and thank you for the tips and the knowledge that you are adding to Z-Code. You're adding very special value to the fantasy sports. Uh, and listeners, don't forget to download the new fantasy sports investing Bible that Mitch here has contributed to, like we said earlier, where you will find it to be a very fast starter's guide to some really amazing profits that you can earn from investing in these daily fantasy sports. Thanks again, Mitchell. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.